Welcome back, people. It is episode 18 of season three of the Taxi Squad podcast. It is currently May 3. When you are listening to this, it will be May 4, one day away from Cinco de Drunco, a.k.a. Cinco de Mayo. Uh, This episode, we have a lot to get into. We got some great playoff recap for the NBA, a little strange and unusual, and a full-blown NFL draft recap where we give you our winners, losers, and some of our hottest takes from the draft, and also a little baseball talk sprinkled in between. I am back with my co-creator and co-host as every week we do what we do. Vinny, how the hell are you? Oh, I'm ready for a cheeky good time, bro. It's going to be good for us. Yeah, I got to let you know. I've been, watching, I've been watching Ted Lasso. I say that off the bat, off the off the beginning here. Um, and I've just adopted to be a proper British footballer now. I guess I should have just started about be like, well, we're back to Texas Squad Podcast. Back back when we made Vince. Vince, yeah. how, how the hell are you? All right. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. It's and it good, isn't it? Another week, another time. No, <laughs> no, it, another week, another dime, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I gotta I gotta knock it off. I'm not gonna lie. This yeah. is gonna go for gonna hours, get carried so. away. <laughs> Apologies in advance, but I got all the British British soccer players in my head right now. But I'm ready to go. Good. As you should get ready to go. How was your yeah. weekend? It was good. Uh, I went good. to go see the fight in White Sox on Sunday. We went uh, ugly. And now if I cough in this episode, you'll know why, because it was cold and it was rainy. And they ended up winning. Uh, I left early, admittedly, um, to beat the traffic, and I missed the walk-off because I thought they were just going to lose like they have for the majority of the rest of the season. But two-game win streak now. They're playing as we speak currently. So, you know, no way to go but up right now, bud. Hey, you know, we'll get into your lack of fandom a little bit later in the show. It's fine. I mean, personally, I wouldn't have left the fucking couch on Sunday because I didn't. Um, But it was 40 degrees and wet outside. You're right about that. You're a stronger man than I. I would have found my way into a club area pronto. Um, Probably smart. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, hey, it was a fun weekend overall. It's the weird point in spring in the Midwest where it's like, go home spring, you're drunk. We don't have time for this. But it's starting to peak a little bit this week. We were in the yeah. 60s today, you know, coming back from the 40s of rain and sleep. Vince, a golf guy's coming back on Saturday. Is he now? Yeah. Where is uh, the Chenso golfing? Hitting the links, I believe, in Elburn this week. Um, it's still okay. up in, in, to, in some debate. Um, but I think I'm going to go out there, bring my talents out there, and see how poorly I golf. But very it's excited, ready to get Elburn. back to golfing. Look at this guy. It's the yeah. season. Tis the Tis season the to season. be swinging the Kinks. sticks, right? That's it. Yes, Not sir. necessarily well, but nope. he's there, right? We're going to try. I'll tell you that. He's going to do his best. Well, Vince, another week, another strange and unusual. Jackson Mahomes back again with the hottest take of a strange slash unusual in 2023 yep. with alleged adulteries. It's Great. a callback. It's a callback. Uh, aggravated sexual battery for Mr. Jackson Mahomes from a strange and unusual we had in February. Um, so basically he's been charged with three counts of aggravated sexual battery and a fourth count of battery from a, a bar owner in Kansas city in February. So 
good for you, Jackson Mahomes. That actually ended up happening. The world is right because we saw the videos of that shit. So they have the evidence, man. Oh, they got the evidence. I mean, it was just a matter of time. I mean, ultimately. And I mean, the problem is, is that he looks like such a baby. It was also so weird, dude. Do you like how many I've watched the video probably like four times now, just like cringing the whole time. But like, good God, like, what is he doing, man? It's just, oh, God, it makes me feel sick. Yeah, it's really bad. I mean, at the end of the day, like, I mean, I understand you might have some weird obsession with older women. And that's fine. No, I, get do, that. but like, but, I get but that. Like, I get that. Oh, if anybody. I mean, hey, two strange unusuals in a row. Vinny, we, we have discussed how to approach. <laughs> hey, I like anyway. older ladies. There's no there's no going hey, around it, but there's a way to Vince's do it. Divorcee summer. I mean, if, yeah, if you're going to do it, you you can just only play on the fact that you're an athlete's brother for so long. Right. I feel like that's the thing. And his lore, whatever the hell it is, it's worn off. Right. It's, I mean, it's not even that. It's just like, dude, when she says no, like, they cut it out. Like, what are we doing here? It's just like the video. He's like standing behind her and then he tries to like kiss her and she's like, no. And then he does it again in like a separate video, which I assume was only a little bit after that. Really uncomfortable, man. Yeah, it's a little odd. It's a little odd. I don't know. A part of me feels as if this guy's so deep in the closet, he's got skeletons. But, ah. you know. <laughs> that seems is. that is a thing that a lot of people say online and then other people too which also pisses me off is like well we at least we know he's not gay we're just like dude like that is not the main takeaway from this shit man like this is he thinks he could just you know he gets what gets out of jail free card which that's why it's not like i'm rooting for this kind of stuff to happen but you know in a situation like this where obviously it was illegal what he was doing like you know he should be brought in and properly you know it should probably be one about like with a bond with jail time, maybe aggravated sexual battery. Like he did it. It was online for a long time. It's just, you know, I don't know. It takes three months for that to end up happening. Yeah. I was just about to say, I wonder what, what like, what was the, what was the thing that broke the camel's back? Right. What was that? That Yeah. Like, why did it, ha- why did it take so long? Why did it take two and a half months for this to actually come to fruition? It doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Yeah. Ultimately, though, I mean, we all kind of saw, like, how didn't he get arrested? And then not only on top of that, it's like, okay, so you did this whole thing. All right. You know, I guess he was short of exposing himself. So chances are this is going to get thrown out. His brother is fucking loaded. And you know what's funny about most of these things on a local level? If you get a good lawyer on it, it's all going to go away. Yeah, because he's got a separate battery charge from pushing somebody at the... uh at the same restaurant at a different time. So really? Yeah. That's that was the extra count of additional fourth count of battery was that. Um yeah, so it's 40-year-old lady that he ended up doing it, kissing a woman while his hands are grasping her neck. That's so fucking uncomfortable, man. That's super creep. No, so weird, mean, oh dude. Why is he so weird? It's like that whole thing from Ted. It's like whether you're Austin Butler or Justin Bieber, sooner or later, nobody gives a shit. And I think, like I said, the lore of who the hell he is wore off pretty quick. And not like it's probably applying to grown 40-year-old women. That's probably not the wheelhouse for you, man. No. like. And that being said, who cares? What the fuck are you doing, man? (laughs) Like, what is going on? 
It's like you got to have game if you're going to approach that, right? I mean, let's think about that for like three seconds. If she's a 40-year-old woman, a bar owner, it's her job to be nice to you. Right. Right? Now, you got to come correct with your game if you're going to approach that. Because chances are she gets approached by like full-blown like professional ball players if she owns an establishment where at least Jackson Mahomes is at. Yeah. I mean, you let's think, think about this. And the thing, yeah, the thing is too is like it happened multiple times. I know I'm barking on the same thing, but it's like, hey, first time is is enough for that to happen. Not to mention like, and this is always a thing where it's like, oh, I think that waitress is into you. It's like, I think that waitress is trying to get a good tip and treat us nicely like i don't 100%. necessarily think this is a sexual advance that's but he's like nah, man i'm gonna grab that's her neck one- like what are you doing that's one-on-one when you start learning game though right yeah i mean that is legit one-on-one like your first time you get rejected by a bartender or a waitress you have to understand it's her job to be nice to you right or that exactly. personal trainer at the gym that helps you unload weight that's her job to be nice mm-hmm. to you and help you unload that weight Right? That could be it could be the case. But I mean, you gotta hey, take, shoot your shot always. And then but, take it humbly if it doesn't work out. Like right. that's what you have to do. <laughs> that's if, literally if, the game, man. If a girl gives you her number, that's how you know it's on, right? I mean right. now hey, dating podcast, dating podcast. Yeah. But just saying send us a DM if you want any uh advice from us. We'll right. give you some dating advice. Right. Now we sound like those life hack guys. Like if you really haven't bodied like five girls by the time you're 27, Bro. Like, what the fuck are you doing with your we life? We need to squirrel like, for said- a moment because those guys are insane. <laughs> fucking hate them. Dude, it's crazy. It's like if you don't have a Lamborghini by 25, you're seriously fucking your life up. And this is why. It's like I got ladies <laughs> the door lining up to talk to me. It's like, dude, you just resell shit on Amazon. Like that's how you ended up getting to that point. Like what I are mean, we doing here? God bless. I'm never one here sure. to hate. Get a bag. I'm not here Do to it. hate, but stop being such a douche about it. The reason I don't like that shit, too, is that it's it's aimed towards like 15 to 20 year olds. That'll turn into little Jackson Mahomes is at that point because it's like, this is what I deserve. Or even that kid. I don't know if you've seen this video going around, but that kid in the school where he's like, I'm the alpha now. And then the teacher's like, that's not true. And the kid's like, don't talk down to an alpha. And you're like, what are we doing, dude? Like, <laughs> These kids are ruined. It's like, I'm not listening to my teacher. I'm the alpha now. It's like, no, you're not. You're 14, dude. Sit down. What type of Dan Balzerian substrates are we yeah. creating in the world, right? Ugh. Yeah, right. Have we figured out that he's not rich yet and he's just been running a Ponzi scheme. Maybe. I think a lot of it is his dad's money. Yeah. Right. I think a lot of it is dad's money. And I mean, he is like a world renowned poker player. If I mean, you do I guess your homework you on who he is, like he's uh, real life nah. rounders. Oh, okay. yeah. Right. <laughs> right. I don't even do my homework on him. No, I have in the past. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Right. Like, That's exactly yeah, what I think. Yeah. He's, he's basically real life rounders and he's made his billions, millions, whatever the fuck it is doing that. And good for him. And he's become some social media star, but a lot of it is him just self-deprecating and being like one up guy. Yeah. Right. He, when he goes on that whole rant of like, there's a reason I get so much top tier pussy. It's like, bro, we fucking hate Dude, you. When he said that, I gagged in my mouth. I'm like, why are you <laughs> saying it like that? And also you're so old at this point, bro. Like figure out a better way to say that than that. So there's a reason I'm out here. Roided out of my ass, getting some top tier pussy. And they're like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> Dan, like go to your geriatric appointment, brother. 
No, it's true. I mean, it goes to show you, you take enough steroids, you can look a lot younger. It's oh, true. Yeah. But then again, one day peptides, your heart baby. may your heart may explode. Well, peptides, you might as well just take steroids. I'm sorry. That's right. just kind of the, the reasoning behind it. But all of that just ties back to the point. Don't be a Jackson Mahomes. Right. Don't be a substrate of Dan Balzerian because you could wind up being arrested. And I got news. Nobody is that fucking cool in the real world. Dude, it's and it's awesome. Like, not again, not awesome, but awesome in my brain. It's like the feel like I've never been arrested, arrested. No? I mean, I've, def- I've gotten in trouble with the police before. Yeah, but I've never been arrested, arrested. But like. The feeling of like, oh, I'm a badass, I'm a badass, and then all of a sudden, like something with the police or some legal issue happens, you're like, wow, I have do not have a handle of this at all. And I feel like that's kind of what he's got to be going through right now, where he's like, oh, I thought I was the shit, and my brother's awesome and all that, and now he's going through court processing for this in a situation where he probably thought, oh, fuck it, she likes me, she's playing hard to get. Like, nah, dude, she gave you clear signs, and he still decided to act up like that. Well, there is also another video of him on the internet trying to make out with some girl in like her early 20s in vegas they were clearly at like aria or caesars or bellagio somewhere big big ticket right and the girl is literally pulling away and he's like trying to like suffocate into her face like a fucking face grabber so this is not only the first creepy alleged offense of jackson mahomes now it's coming to full front face top press story Part of me just wants to call him and be like, dude, chill, chill, bro. What are you dude, doing? Just like chill or come out of the closet. One of nah, the two. Not right? even that. Cause he, you could, he could still do that to dudes. It's like too. that South like, Park. It's like that South Park episode. It's like, Tom, oh my God, you gotta come out of the closet. <laughs> Shut, yeah. Uh, it's just, I don't know. Jackson Mahomes, figure your shit out, dude. I don't know what to tell you. It's so true. But, and, and also, don't, don't be the guy on the douchey podcast. You don't need to drive a Lamborghini before 30 to be successful. Right. Right. One thing I'll leave everybody with before we transition. Oh, this is going to be rich. Comparison is the thief of joy. Oh. Let's move on. Wow, it was smart rich. man. Go fuck yourself, man. It Look was rich. I was, it was rich. You're right. Anyways, anyways. I was, I was being sarcastic, oh, this, but never oh, mind. This is going to be fucking rich. <laughs> <laughs> fucking dickhead. It was. I don't know what to tell you. It's true. If you if you're always comparing yourself to others and what others are doing, right? Wow. You're never gonna be happy with what you're doing. Make a wish. And it's Vince. True. Make a wish. All right. So at the at the eleven eleven stop on the podcast, we are going to now transition into into some playoff talk. Yeah. It's getting pretty thick right now. It is thick. Uh last time we recorded, we we're at the end of round one. A couple of them moved on. Obviously, the Nets, all that situation where the fact that they shouldn't have been there in the first place happened. Uh, Boston fumble in the bag almost, and the Milwaukee Bucks literally fumble in the bag. Uh, and I wanted to get your opinion on this. So Giannis had the his interview, his post-game interview, where one of the Milwaukee reporters was like, hey, um, would you consider this season a failure? And he said some... I mean, it was pretty eye-opening initially when I listened to it. And I was like, hey, that's a good point. You know, he's at his work and, like, not everything goes your way and all that stuff. And then a couple days go by and hindsight's always twenty twenty. And then I said, oh, I think it probably was a failure because he was the one seed. He lost to the eight seed. And the definition of failure is literally lack of success. 
I mean, yeah, I mean, that's what it is. The second definition, the omission of expected or required action. I would say you expect a number one seed to beat a number eight seed, unless I'm wrong. Every now and again, there's a Cinderella story, man. I agree, but that is failure. You have to fail. He's not saying he didn't fail. He's He did. He said he wouldn't call it failure. But then again, I understand his sentiment. I understand the sentiment. You know, here's the problem. Everybody wants to take what these athletes go through so literally after one of the most emotional moments of their entire life. For lives. sure, yes. And it's like, well, he said this. Well, dude, like, get me in an interview after my dog just died, and yeah. chances are I'm going to say some shit that I wasn't really thinking about. Yeah, he played 60 straight minutes of just pure aggression and and then losing it and getting that question. Right. That I mean, it is unjust and it's unfair, honestly. Like, a lot of the media stuff is, for sure. I just want to make it clear that it was failure. I just want to... <laughs> Make sure he knows that. But back to the back to the point of comparison being the thief of joy. Yeah, people want to compare this guy to many of the great big men in the NBA: Tim Duncan, Shaq, Yao Ming, all that good. Yao Ming never even got close to the top of the hill. Shaq would sniff it. Right, Shaq was Shaq. Okay, and then you know you look at that Tim Duncan. I mean, can we? uh, Kim, of course. But, like, Tim Duncan. Can we talk about Tim Duncan for three seconds? Yeah. I don't know if there was a season. I mean, I don't know if there was a fucking season Tim Duncan didn't win more than 50 games in his entire career. They were insane for Next to his rookie year. And And they were still, like, okay. (laughs) Tim Duncan didn't talk shit. Tim Duncan wasn't polarizing, but he was consistently good. And he wore Jinko jeans for 20 straight years, too, which was fun. I mean, hey, somebody had to bring him back, right? I guess. I mean, at that they can't, time frame. They can't, you can't bring him back if they never went away. Jenko jeans? Yeah. I mean, Jenko jeans in the early, in the late 90s, oh, yeah. early 2000s were the jam. Oh, yeah. There were those, and then there were pipes. And if you wore any one of the two, you were pretty fucking cool. Cool guy. You were pretty cool. You listened to... You know, Fred Durst and Eminem and You like Limp Biscuit now. <laughs> yeah, right. What what are you gonna do with that cookie? What? <laughs> Nobody knew what the fuck you were doing with that cookie, Fred. Hey, shout out but, to anybody listening to this that understands Limp Biscuit reference. I love that. Right. Honestly. Um but no, Tim you... Duncan's like the and I, like he he gets the credit he deserves, I suppose. Um, because it's just about as loud as he was as his career went on. Um, and I think he liked that. I think Giannis has the opportunity to be one of the best of all time. I mean, at this point, he's already solidified MVPs and over championships. So without a doubt, like shit like this happens for sure. Um, and I don't see any other reason why wherever he is in the future here, like he won't be able to do it again. Um, but I mean, you fumble a number one seed like you got to you're going to get those questions whether or not it's fair, like it's going to happen. Listen, man, Tim Duncan started his career in 97, right? Played basically 82 games Yep, straight. With D-Rob. Yeah, averaged 39 minutes a game, basically for almost his first mm, seven years, which is impressive in itself. So yeah. 
when you look at this and you look at the stat line, it's dumb. I mean, the guy averaged 20 points a game plus for a good seven years. Yeah. It's honestly stupid. Man did the dirty work. It's amazing. So say what you want to say, but and, and Tim didn't win the championship every single year, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just Tim being Tim. Consistency, baby. I don't see why Giannis would be any different. As long as his body sticks with him, because obviously he I goes think his body hard. will be just fine. I think he needed to go through this, to be honest. Jimmy I, Butler, I said agree. it early on. Don't sleep on the heat. Don't sleep on the heat. You did. I'm not saying Mike's right all the time, because you, you were know, that NBA, time. I was that time. You throw enough shit at the wall, some of it, it's going to stick. stick. Yeah. <laughs> right. But it's true, though. Right. Yeah. I mean, Tim Duncan won two MVPs in his entire career. So. And you can make the argument that he could have done, he could have gotten more. I mean, you can make that argument with everybody. Is it a popularity contest because Joel Embiid won it this year, right? Hey, shout out to him, too. He finally got one. Uh, Somebody, one person didn't have Nikola Jokic on his ballot at all, which is so stupid. Uh, Am I wrong to say that the MVP in the NBA is one of the dumber awards? It's a popularity contest. It's like the Heisman Trophy. And yeah, and it doesn't impact anything that's going on in the playoffs. And this conversation has been had ad nauseum. But like, I feel like players don't even really care about him anymore either. Because it's like, obviously, the most valuable player probably won't win it if he's won it two years. Like, Jordan or LeBron should have won MVPs for 10 plus years for both of their careers. But they obviously didn't. Because you can't give it to the same guy every time. So it's just like, I don't know. It's kind of a wash for me when I hear the MVP. Well, since we're on like MVP talk, championship talk, I mean, what is the goal for Giannis, right? I mean, what what is that goal? Because if if the comparison is that of Tim Duncan, I mean, Timmy won five, 99, 2003, 2005, 2010, 2007, 2014. So what is the comp for Giannis? Is it Tim Duncan? Is it Shaq? If you're talking right. like you got to you got to give him Shaq. Just I a mean, force because Tim Duncan isn't like a force like that. Like Tim Duncan's get the offensive rebound, put it back. Like he was for sure. There's no doubt. I mean, he was in theory a force. I mean, he was a staple of all of those teams. You know what I'm He's saying though? Play it. style. Like Shaq goes I up and it. yams on your ass. Like Giannis goes up and yams on your ass. Plays really hard D and blocks motherfuckers. Like Tim Duncan has that, but his his player comp is more Shaq than anything. But he's like more ripped and well built than Shaq was too, and that's kind of the thing. It's like he, for I mean, in my opinion, he's the best player in the NBA. I don't. A lot of people will disagree with me, and obviously the MVP means something. But as far as his ability level, like he's already starting to kind of shoot some threes, but knocks those down at a pretty decent clip. There's no way to stop the guy. Well, he's got two MVPs in his career. I mean, right. 2020, 2019. I mean, back to back. Not many people have done that in their entire career. So already him, he's done him and Jokic things. four years in a row, two MVPs, pretty dope. Goes to show you. So goes to show you. So Embiid got his now, right? Harden yeah. got his on the Rockets in 2018. Mm-hmm. And then as we look at this, I mean, is it kind of fair to say that maybe next year Embiid does it twice if he can stay he healthy could. through an entire season? That's the big caveat, but he definitely could. But also, you know, there will be a little bit of tiresome talk about like we're doing this with MB Embiid again because he's been in the chat for the last two years 
I wouldn't be surprised if somebody else comes out of nowhere and yanks that from him either. And that's the whole point of the whole MVP talk. It's like, like it's, if, it's a little tired. We look, if we look at, let's just call it the last 14 years. Yeah. Okay, let's let's start in 2009. 2009, 2010, LeBron James. 2011, Derrick Rose. That just makes me want to cry. And then LeBron James goes 2012, 2013. KD in 2014. Steph Curry, 2015, 2016. Russell Westbrook, yeah. 2017. That was a James year, Harden, man. 2018. Gian- or Giannis. Then you go 1920. And then yep. you go Nikola Jokic. So Joker goes 21, 22. And then in being mm-hmm. now in 23. So it's interesting overall. I, I mean, it's very like indicative of the time for sure. Like the good teams and all that, especially with the Steph Curry's and the Durant's, especially with Durant's final year in Oklahoma city where can't, you know, he caught can't fire. forget Tim Duncan back to back 2002, 2003. So boss. Yeah. I mean, right. yeah. And again, he was a boss. It's just, it is cool to see, but then even the D Rose one, I love D Rose that year, but he didn't necessarily have the best stats in the league. Like LeBron probably should have won that one, but it's okay. Cause I like D Rose getting it, but also it's, he deserved I, I it. He was the most polarizing player in the, in the entire league before he tore his knee up. Yeah. It's the no, for sure. Story in sports over the past decade. Yeah, it's there for sure. I mean, there's, there's a couple other ones that could probably go up there too, but just the fact that, I mean, he revitalized his career pretty decently, so you got to appreciate him for that. But yeah, that was bad for a couple of years. Really sad. We could riff on this all day. Now, yep. let's go into our biggest surprises here on the West side. All right. Dr. Dre Tupac would be yep. proud. Now, Vince, we were talking about it for a while. We were both in hard on the Kings yeah. and there we didn't think there was a possible beam, way that the man. Warriors were going to win away from home and they pulled it together and they beat I mean they they just lose at home against the Warriors the the yeah. Steph Curry MVP show was on full effect basically yeah that close games in I mean game four obviously was a one one game loss Warriors take it in game five. Kings blow the Warriors out in game six, and then the Kings just didn't have it in game seven. It was this, a close game. It was a close game until the fourth quarter. Until the fourth quarter. And then they just kind of got stepped on. Steph show. Uh yeah, it was it was all Steph Curry. That was like without a doubt. I mean, like even even the other guys on the on the Warriors, I don't even think they would take any any credit for that. Steph Curry was just launching shots up. Uh Andrew Wiggins. Got to do more than that. Five for 16 from the field. Doesn't matter. Uh, Kevon Looney, dog. Don't forget about that. The guy's over here just getting 21 rebounds that game. That was stupid. Like, Clay, four for 19. It's what you run into. You got Steph throwing 40 shots up. Like, he's bound to make half of them, and now he's got 50 points. Like, what are you supposed to do, man? What are you supposed to do? Steph Curry is a top five player now. There's no denying that in my head anymore. If he wins one more, you're like, all right, now he's talk with the greats. Like, it's how, how do you stop that? It's been everybody's thought for years now. I mean, they won last year and everybody thought it was over. He's one of the greats. I mean, they had a couple years off there where injuries just totally took sure. him out. But if you look at it overall, they are back in full effect. And Steph and Clay now. When Clay comes back to his full effect, for whatever reason, he hasn't gotten hot this playoffs yet. So, yeah. 
And that's yeah, why everybody it, like losing their minds that the Lakers beat them in the first game of the series. I'm just kind of like, whatever about it. Hey, you, if I were you, I would hope that the Lakers don't go any further than this. Cause you wrote them off hard, really hard. Well, I'll give credit where credit's due. LeBron was pretty adamant that he was getting through that Grizzlies team. He wasn't going to let a young gun like oh, John Morant beat him. And big then, news. You hear with the Grizzlies report? What happened? Dylan Brooks isn't coming back under any <laughs> circumstances. No shot. They, they said, we're, like, we're yeah, not re- resigning you at all. Don't even ask. Uh-huh. That's what happens when you play the villain card. You get pissed off about the villain card. You get fined for not doing post-game interviews, and you suck on the court. Like, what do you think is going to happen? Bark versus bite, Dylan. Who's better, this Dylan Brooks or Lance Stevenson? Because they're kind of like a comp in a way. Yeah, similar draft, too. Right? Right? I mean, because Lance was just a pest. Lance played himself out of the league, too, though. Another one. Who got a little too big for his britches? I think you got to give it to Lance, though. I think Lance had more like good seasons. Like Dylan Brooks is a third-year player right now, if I'm not mistaken. So he's got time to redeem himself. Sure, not on the Grizzlies, and I'm sure but when he signs he with a new team, he tried to be a pest, and he didn't like face the music, basically. So you got shut down two games in a row. LeBron just fucked you up. And you tried to be something you're not, and you're not, you're not that guy, pal. I mean, you're not yeah, that guy. His plus minus for the last like three games was negative twenty or more. <laughs> like what? So what are you doing here? Goes to show you, in more than one way, that yeah, you're not that guy. Yeah, and you gotta if you're gonna talk the talk, you gotta walk the walk, because sooner or later that shit just catches up with you. That's life in general, though. Yeah. If I don't know who's going to sign him next good, year. Then be that fucking good. Somebody will pick him up. He's I mean, not that good, though. Watch. The Bulls will pick him up. Why? Because it's the Bulls. I know, but he's just he isn't that good. See, that's the thing. It's like you have Draymond doing that, and it's it's fun, I guess. It pisses me off but a lot. Draymond but walks Draymond, the walk. Draymond goes out there and gets the rebounds and talks smack on the court and then backs it up. Like he does that. Shit. He's obviously not dropping 30 points because that's not his game, but he'll go out there and get you bounds, assist the offense, help run the offense. Like he'll do all that stuff. Dylan Brooks was not doing that. And then that was also a team that didn't necessarily need any more distractions after the whole jaw thing. Like it was kind of already written that they probably weren't going to, I thought they were going to at least make it out of this, like out of the first round and lose in the second. But Hey, you know, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Shaq, Jimmy Butler, Draymond Green, some of the greats. If they talk the talk, they walk the walk. Right. You're going to talk shit to them, right? Yeah. Amon Shumpert has one of the best stories of Kobe of all time. I love that. Amon Shumpert's putting up a hell of a game. Fourth quarter comes around. Kobe pats him on the ass. You had a great game, young man. What? You had a great game. Then it was over. Didn't score again the rest of the game. Right. So it goes to show you, you walk the walk, you talk the talk. He could not do that. And I think that's a large reason why they didn't play as a team there towards the end. The Grizzlies, you know, made it through the regular season. But I'll always say between the regular season and the playoffs and basketball is a totally different season. You might as well just write off the regular season and everything it meant. Yeah. 
And I mean, kind of what's happening this year is going against my you got to have the guy theory. I love Some of it, him works. It needed the NBA needed this playoff series yeah. more than they ever needed it before. Yep. Because no, I, I agree. Every year before this was that. And now we got five and eight seeds playing in conference semifinals and, you know, six and seven seeds playing in conference semifinals. That hasn't happened in a long time. You ought to know a fun little fact. What's that? The Nuggets are the one seed. Celtics are the two seed. Sixers are the three seed. Suns are the four seed. Knicks are the five seed. Heat are the eighth seed. Lakers are the seventh seed. So essentially we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and eight seeds all in the playoffs right now. That's kind of hot. It's I'm cool. It's kind of cool. No matter where you were at, like somebody's going to be in your seating at some point, which I mean, will it end up being like, I mean, the East has to be two versus five or two versus eight. But even so, it's like you still might have like a Nuggets Celtics matchup. That's one versus two. But even so, like right now, this Knicks Heat series is amazing. <clears throat> well, and well, if you're a Knicks fan, I guess. I mean, <laughs> right now. Jimmy going down for the heat right now is really concerning. And I believe that he is going to be the bridge they need to get over the gap in order to beat the Knicks in a seven game series. He's going to have to come back next game. Yeah. He's going to have to come back, but you know, another thing of it is, and a lot of people don't take this into account. I mean, Tibbs brought up Jimmy Mm -hmm. Tibbs knows Jimmy better than anybody. And we'll see what the Knicks do. I would love to see them in a conference finals. I think it would be great for the organization. New York is so fun when they're competing. Right. So I I dig that. They haven't had their time in the sun in a long time. I mean, 72. No, no. More like more like 91. More like 93, 94. Um, Didn't Melo bring him to an Eastern conference? Yeah, he did. You're right. He did. I'm I'm a little off there, but still, that's my heyday right now. Early, I get I get tens. caught up on the Reggie Miller docu, uh, the thirty for thirty. Yeah, the Spike versus Reggie thirty for thirty, one of the best yep. thirty for thirties they've ever done, in my opinion. I mean, there's the thing about that doc series, like you don't necessarily have to be a sports fan to get into it. Uh-uh. The drama's enough. The drama's enough. I mean. I got my fiance who loves reality television into that doc. And she, I mean, granted, she played basketball growing up until she was like 18. So she loves the sport of basketball. Girl can ball. Got a shot. Both of those girls got a shot. But it's impressive to just sit back and watch her just go, this is awesome. I love that. See, right there, gents, is how you know you got a girl you can marry. (laughs) That's how you know you put a ring on it. Hey, watch this documentary. You like this? No? Okay, you're done. See? Good idea. Go. It's watch not a documentary that... earlier in your relationship. She hates it, then you're leave. done. You're done. Yeah. <laughs> That's the doc, though. That's the shit test, right? But to the point, this could be huge for the Knicks. I think if Jimmy comes back, this series goes the distance. He, uh, he has to. I mean, what's you're right. like sprained ankle? It could be really bad, but like, Knowing Jimmy Butler, he's coming back. Hell or high water, it's going to happen. Oh, yeah, you're right. Similar to that, I I think Embiid's going to come back probably game yeah. three at the latest. Oh, against the Celtics, too? Yeah, there's there's bad blood between these teams. There's no doubt yeah. about it. Uh, hey, James Harden, 
nice game, dude. Whoa. I mean, nice game, dude. I So I thought he was kind of cooked a little bit, not going to lie. I, I mean, James Harden on that team, getting a little bit older, can't do what he used to do. Fuck that. 17 for 30, 56% field goal percentage. You got to take it. 45 points, efficient game. Like, the Celtics are a good team. The Celtics are my championship team. I've said this multiple times. Tatum had a really good game, too. Like, this is how you end up beating them. You got to have somebody get hot on that, especially when you don't have your guy playing. This is, It was big to take game one against the Celtics, for sure, in that series. Oh, this is huge. I mean, James Harden showed why. If the three of them stuck together in OKC, they would have won multiple championships. And I'm still a firm believer of that. I'm sure they want they'd rather have Ben Simmons right now, though, right? <laughs> Good Don't trade. poke the bear, Vince. Let's stay on the Good top. trade, Philly. Good trade, Philly. I mean, it was. Yeah, it was works a out really for them right good now. trade on the Philly organization. Yeah, I mean, I mean this is can't Doc Rivers is kind of having a, a renaissance in his career right now. Him and Tibbs are having a renaissance in their career. And that's the thing. That's why I would root more so for the Knicks to win the conference semifinals than the Heat. I'm kind of rolling with the Heat because of Jimmy. But yeah. I wouldn't be upset right now in the conference finals if the 76ers and the Knicks play each other because that would be like teacher versus student. And to yeah. me, that would be one Doc of the versus best Tibbs. stories of all fucking time. Doc versus Tibbs after the Celtics oh get kicked. Oh, what? man. What? Should have kept me, I mean, boys. If that shit happens, I will be glued to the TV. Yeah. Seriously. Like, don't get me wrong. The, the drama in the West right now is is thick. But, you know, the Nuggets have shown, and I'm not going to, like, get down right now, but CP3 going down. Yeah, he's not coming back. He's shown he just the guy just cannot stay healthy long term. And he's it's old, sad man. And I hate it. He's he's I don't think it's past... not going to happen for him, man. He's not going to get no, one. It's not. It sucks. And KD is not playing up to his worth. And that's unfortunate to see. Devin Booker will always drop 40 because it's yeah, just like what he does. You love him. Good and God, I you do. love him. I mean, it's difficult not to love a guy who drops 40 every night. And yeah, but if your team scores 87 points, okay, this is the take. I got. Okay, go on. You're good. Go. All right. Here's what I love about Devin Booker. He's been with the same franchise from day one. All right. He hasn't bitched once. He doesn't complain. He puts his head down and he fucking plays and he grinds and he actually plays defense, which is unheard of today. Right. I think it's coming back around more than you even think. Especially with how... What do you mean by that? That's so obtuse. What do you mean by that? No, it's not. I mean, the, the Knicks the Knicks play good defense. It's any well-coached team. Cause... I get it, but he's gone through the ringer with the Suns. He's been with the Suns since well, they Well, the Suns suck. are notorious for not playing defense. So that's good for them for actually going out and playing defense with the players they got. I'm saying more so league-wide, it's less... Like, shoot everything. I mean, they scored 87 points against the Nuggets. The Nuggets are a defensive juggernaut. And even so, the Nuggets didn't even go over 100 either. Like, the scoring's been down. If the Nuggets beat them in four straight games, I'd be surprised. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't either. They're up 2-0 now. Yeah. CP3 going out, though, I just feel like a large morale boost for this team is left. The guy that they played for 
like the story over the past four years is like win for CP3, win for CP3, win for I mean, CP3. They, they still got do really that, close. Though. They can win one for him right now. They could. I mean, hey, LeBron was down 3-1 to the Warriors in a championship oh, series, came back. That was bullshit. So. That was fabricated. It was. It was. I don't know if it's Draymond gets kicked out for the last. Fuck you. Fuck you. No shot. <laughs> I'm sick of that. Hey, I hate him as much as you do. You hate him more than but I do. <laughs> I know. Right. So what the fuck? I mean, no, I know. I'll give credit where credit's due, though. Sure. I mean, the guy yeah. fucking came back single handedly and won a series. Ah, Kyrie was I mean, good in that series. I mean, Kyrie on. was great. You're not going dis- to like dispute any of that. Yeah, but ultimately you're going to look at go. that series and Bron put his head yeah. down and was like, yeah. "I'm not losing this series." No, and he, he lost another one. Oh right. my god! Right, right. Because his so say I mean, what his you want one doesn't count either, on so ejection. Have what, two, three. I, I'm just saying. Say what you want about the Draymond ejection. Say whatever you want, but LeBron won that series single handedly. He brought that team back to like will them from nothing. Yeah. He was the Phoenix of that series. No pun intended. Yeah, I was gonna say to the nice word play. Yeah, nice word play. You like that? <laughs> I like that. Great Harry right? Potter episode too. Or movie. Yeah, I'm not a Harry Potter guy. It's fine. That's fine. Uh anyways. Speaking of LeBron, the Lakers take yeah. game one. Anthony yeah, Davis I don't is think a that's dog. Last. Anthony Davis, yeah, oh, he no. he had a game where he looked like a dog. You think he's going to play forty minutes again the rest of the series? You're fucking I don't see stupid. See why not? If you can go nope. thirty, nope. dude. Anthony Davis had twenty three rebounds. Yeah, no. When he's on, he's great. <laughs> thirty points, twenty three rebounds. That's wild. Like he was, he was the star of that game. LeBron James was second fiddle to Anthony Davis in that game, which they've been waiting for for a long time. Will that continue? Like you said, I highly doubt it. I don't know if that Kings series like took the wind out of the Warriors sails. Granted, it wasn't they didn't lose they were, they didn't lose by that much, but the Warriors like I said last time need to win at home. They lose the first game uh at home. So now they have to beat the Lakers essentially at least twice on at uh, ugh, twice away, excuse me. Jeez, my brain. Um I think that's going to be important for them. Not saying that they can't do it, but oh, dude, my Denver Nuggets love is really coming in hot right now. Really coming in hot. I know it is. But here's why I'm not like really caught up with the Warriors and Lakers series because the Warriors shown, okay, we can go a full 7. We 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 can play a full 7 and How it's many, fine. Though? It doesn't matter. Because somebody's going to think it starts wearing on you. No, it's not going to wear on anybody because Draymond took a game off. Clay took a game off. Steph can't. It doesn't matter, but somebody's going to show up. Watch. Somebody will show up when the when the lights are the brightest. It it might just be the most clutch team of the past decade. They got to win three to get to a game seven. And I mean, they lost one game. I know. It's just it's one I, game. I I'm not going to get caught up on one game because if they lose, I mean, if they lose tomorrow night, fine. Or tonight if you're listening to this on Thursday. Yeah, like okay, fine. Yeah, if you're listening to this today, <laughs> yeah. If they lose tonight, then fine. I get I get hit the panic button. Yeah. But then again, 
I'm not. You want him to steal two on the road, though? Oh, that's hard. I'm not saying you don't need to steal two on the road. If they don't I lose, just, if they don't win tonight, then yeah, they do. I get it, but no way. Yeah, I just don't see it going. I just don't believe Lakers, and I've said this from the jump. I just don't think they have the horses to go the distance. If they do, prove me wrong. Maybe hey, if Hillbilly totally Mamba keeps going off, then maybe we got a guy here, maybe. Austin Reeves. Hello. Who's who's the dude? Who's the white kid? Number 15, I think, who like plays his best when like a bunch of smoke shows are on the court. Are you talking about with Hillbilly Mamba, Austin Reeves? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Okay. This guy, I feel he that. has the spark, man. All right. Put Kendall Jenner courtside, I might say totally different ball game over right? under 25 points of Kendall Jenner's on the sideline. Right. Right. What is it over under pick one? I don't know. I would give him over. I think he's his, dropping 30. Right, is with he Kendall a brunette guy or is he a blonde guy? Because I don't think, on the I think he's an equal, equal opportunity lender. Side, it's a different fucking ball game, Vince, yeah. because yeah. some guys are brunettes. Some guys are for the blondies, right? Yeah. Right. I go with neither of them. Give me Irina Why? shake. Okay. Okay, thank you. Well, I'm a, I'm I'm all in for the blondes. You know, I'm about to I I put a ring on one. Right, I'm happy so, for you. That means we'll never I, fight. I, <laughs> <laughs> means, I mean, I'm just saying though, like for real, it's 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 one of those scenarios where I mean, it could be a thing. You put pretty girls next to a competitive athlete, and he's like, I'm about to show off for the pretty girl. You're right. Plural girls. That's what I'm saying, bro. Right? That's what I'm saying, bruv. It's Born the same thing with uh, with English football. Same thing. Yeah, they love the ladies. Yeah. Yeah, and these days, whatever they identify as, yeah? <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> Great for being open-minded. All right, we'll looking see. at this then now, so basically uh, what we're looking at at the current time of the podcast right now, Sixers lead the Series 1-0. Knicks Heat tied at 1. Nuggets lead the Series 2-0. Lakers lead the Series 1-0. What are your predictions coming out of this? Who's winning? Ooh, Not the whole thing, just it. this round. Put it on a fucking tee. Let's go. Let's go. All right. All right. For the sake of how I painted this picture of teacher and student, I'm Give really going to me, for the I'm really gunning for the Sixers. I'm really gunning for the Knicks. So give me a conference final of the Knicks and Sixers. Love it. Okay. And then... I really want to come back by the Suns. Probably not going to happen just mm -hmm. due to the loss of CP3. That's not going to work. So I'm just going to be realistic. Nuggets take the series, conference finals. Okay. I do believe the Warriors take it the full distance, go seven, and they win this series. So I think you're going to have a Nuggets Warriors conference finals on the west side, and then you're going to have a Knicks, uh, Knicks 76ers conference finals on the east side. The parody's alive, Mike. The parody's alive. It is. You do this two years if ago. This happens. This happens. Yeah. I know I've kind of changed the tape, but I'm telling you, you have it would to. Be it's the playoffs. Television. I mean, I know, and I'm. You know, I know I'm not the biggest basketball guy in the world, but I I do love playoff basketball. Oh, it's great. This is it's the addictive. most fun that I have watching this sport all year long. So yeah, I'm especially all... just team against team. Seven game series, like there's nothing better than that because like all the storylines are building and building and building. Um, for mine, I 
I think it could go either way. I, didn't, I wouldn't have said this a month ago with the Sixers and the Celtics. I'm going to take the Celtics and six. I think they take care of business, um, especially losing at home like that in heartbreaking fashion. I think the Celtics are just a better team. Would not be surprised okay. if it went the other way. I'm taking the Knicks solely because I want the Knicks to do it. I think the Heat are probably, okay. on aggregate, a more talented team. So, again, both of those matchups, I could see them go either way. So I'm going to go Celtics-Knicks on one end. Uh, Western Conference, I'm taking the Nuggets as well. I I can't believe they're going to pull it off, but I really think they are, especially with how their defense is playing right now. Like, they're really taking the Suns to fucking church. And LeBron moves on. I think the Lakers take the Warriors out. Something about the Lakers is making me feel real gross right now and hoping that the Nuggets can take care of them next series, but I don't think that happens this series. Especially with AD? Disa- Come on now. I'm disappointed in you and a co-host. I Why? Because like, <laughs> you chose LeBron. You should be more disappointed in me if I start lying. He well, I'm not saying a lie. Never lie. I'm not lying. I'm being honest. I mean, you know this sport a little bit better than I do, so I'm gonna I'll I'll take it for what it's worth, right? But I mean, Mike's predictions haven't been too far off. We're about you're right fifty fifty. All right. right so what now. do you say if uh, the Lakers win the championship, you grow a beard? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The odds of that happening are a lot less than the Bulls bet. <laughs> I have to preface this. All right. Yeah. All right. If the Lakers win a championship, I will grow a beard after yeah. my wedding. Fair? Okay. Because that's I can't fine. I can't have a beard during the wedding. I got to Yeah, be and you're going to have pictures and shit and that would be so. Yeah, right. So like I can't do that, so I'm like up against a different wall here. Yeah. So all right. I'll take the bet. Yes. On the pod, I'll take the bet. Vince put me up against the wall. I'm going to go for it. All right. If the Lakers make it to the championship, not win it, but fucking make it. Yeah. I will grow a beard after October 6th. Beard now, boy. How, how big of a beard are we? Are, are we talking like Peter Griffin where he had fucking birds in the beard? No. Just no, no, no. Because like I wouldn't even do that. I want, I want it to be a high and tight. I'm thinking like. You're obviously going to line it up, courtesy of Henson Shaving. Thank you, Henson Shaving. We'll get to that in a moment. Thank you. But you're obviously going to line it up. So I'm saying, how long do you think it's going to take you to get a full, like, you know, pullable beard? Like, you can pull it off off your face. Oh, Vince. I mean, with the way I grow facial hair, that's going to be like three weeks. Okay. So let's go a month. This guy is like 12 years old. You got to go a full month. Facial hair for a full month. Yeah. Fuck. All right. Yeah. And then, no, and then you right, could shave I'll it, do it. But you line it so up with Lakers, our friends at Henson Shaving. I will line it up with our friends at Henson Shaving, one of the best shaving products on the planet. I actually Facts. shaved my face with them today. Boom. Fair statement. By the way, we should, you know, give them the love they deserve. I agree. So if you have to go into a beard bed with your friends, if you're sitting in a situation like I was where I had to shave my beard off, RIP, still set, it's back, we're all right. Or if you have to grow your beard out and you got to make sure it's lined up to perfection on Mike's end, same deal. Use none other than Henson Shaving. So here is a word from our friends at Henson Shaving. The Henson Razor puts the end to shaving irritation and cuts while also making your skin feel comfortable 
and smooth. Uh, the razor is made from CNC machines to aerospace standards. That means it's made to be very tight tolerances with the combination of how securely it's held and how minimally the blade is exposed delivers a smooth and safe shave no other razor can offer. And Mike, one of the best things about it, 100% plastic-free. Packaging wow. plastic-free. Razor's plastic-free. You get one razor, nice little heft to it. It's got a little bit of a little bit of weight to it which is it's nice and like i i've been weight. using it now so they've been with us for a couple months now and i've been using it to to line my beard up and then using it on my whole face was a breeze i got i'm not gonna lie those um and changing up the razor too it's a lot easier than just popping off the whole head no plastic it's great um another piece of it that i like a lot especially after doing this so the head design has these little exit channels on it you'll see like lines under the razor um, it's designed to expel the hair out and the shaving cream and everything. And I don't know about you, but for years using razors, I'm like trying to get all the hair out. I got a little bit coarser hair and it's, it's hell every time I need to do it. So I've really never had a razor truly, honestly, never had a razor that this was, it was this easy to clean. So absolutely. For that. I mean, it's designed so it doesn't get clogged up. So while you're shaving your face, we've all had it where it gets a little clogged up. It's not as getting as close of a shave as you'd like, so you got to rinse that thing off 37 times. Not here. It's once, and you're back to it. Boom. And super Just easy to clean at the end. You're, they're sharp. Sharp, is. man. Um, and then the last point that we want to make here, cost of ownership averages to 88.20 every two years, which is $177 less than a normal cartridge razor, which is crazy. And you'll see, so you order the razor, right? They give you a pack of blades. It's better for the environment. Stop using all the plastic razors. Use the metal instead. So use the promo code the Taxi Squad, T-H-E-T-A-X-I-S-Q-U-A-D at checkout. You put a razor in there. You put a 100 pack of blades, and you'll get those blades free while using our promo code. So for most users, this is going to amount to at least two to five years of shaving, depending on how often you shave. So again, that promo code is the Taxi Squad, HensonShaving.com. Go check it out. Well, everybody, you know what to do with your face when you shave it. We are about to go into some full-blown NFL recap talk. I'm jacked for it. Now, moving on. Vince, this yeah. draft was electric. We yeah. were together for it. We Indeed. were eating chili. We were drinking some vino. We were feeling good. We were like taking our draft comparison charts for what they were worth. I'm just saying that if you bet on Mike with your first three picks, yeah. genius, by the way. The pick, genius. not the team, for what it's worth. <laughs> yeah, the pick, not the team. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, not the team necessarily because we weren't doing trades, by the way. Correct. But if we have to look at this right now, I mean, yes. who are some of your biggest winners and losers if we're talking teams overall? Team winners, um... It's hard to say that the Texans didn't win. Yeah, they gave up a lot, but moving yeah. up to two and three, number one, biggest surprise of the draft, obviously. Um, I remember we were sitting there like, holy shit. Like, what What do you mean they're moving up again? It was an obvious pick then. They probably liked them both a lot. I saw CJ Stroud slide go quickly, but they took him, and I think that was who of them to do so. Um, so I'm going to probably take winner as the Texans, and then honorable mention, I'm going to take the Eagles. Okay. Okay. I would say the Texans had a wonderful draft. 
I think that what they did helps the team now. I said it first and foremost, they were going to draft C.J. Stroud. I didn't think they were going to trade that pick. Um, Overall, if you look back at the tape, I didn't think anybody else stood out more than him. I I even think that Carolina maybe halfway through week four, right? I mean, they drafted him. He's so dainty. He's little. Yeah. Fine. I mean, there's the Drew Breeses of the world. There's the Kyler Murrays of the world. I get it. But then again, those are two guys. Doug Flutie was kind of a guy, but Doug Flutie played in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. So, I mean, Russell Wilson's worked out a little bit. but Yeah, Russ has worked out, and he's Mr. Unlimited and all that good stuff. Mr. But, I mean, <laughs> once again, are you banking on guys that are that small all the time? Yeah. Right. No. His, I mean, obviously his skill charts off the fucking chain. He's fast. He's got a great arm. He can read offenses or defenses. Well, I get it. Is he going to hold up? I get it. Is he going to hold up one? He doesn't have the offensive line. He did at Bama. I mean, you're playing Bama every week in the NFL per urban Meyer. And I'm quoting her. I mean, it's true. I, Right? Everybody makes the argument all the time that's like, well, he went up against Georgia. It's like, yeah, that's like a good luck. Like a You're really good Georgia every week, dog. That's a really good AAA team, man. Right. You're <laughs> like, playing Georgia every week. So you're playing the, the big boys now. If somebody had to tell me, you know, you're an NFL GM, who are you gonna take? Bryce Young or CJ Stroud? I'm still gonna say after the draft, I'm gonna take CJ Stroud. I really because- hope it just puts the freaking cognitive test in the dirt too. I really Me do. Too. I do. Right. I, cause everybody's going to say, Oh, you didn't do the cognitive You're test. Well, and all this like, bullshit. Fuck off. Fine. <laughs> yeah. We'll see what the dude from Stanford does. who got drafted by the Eagles in the fifth round. Right? right. So it goes to show you that I'm still going to bank on Stroud one, two. Um, so Just Bryce Young goes one, alone. Stroud goes, right. He can drop it in the bucket. Guy's yeah. got a cannon of an arm. Works the pocket well, played against arguably the best team in college football very yeah. well, almost beat him. So, in my eyes right now, though, all right, you got the Texans. I agree with the Texans. The Eagles, jury still out. I think one of the best drafts in my eyes is the Seahawks. They addressed numerous needs. Yes, they did, and it felt they like got a Seahawks lot draft of too. dogs. What's it that? really felt it felt like a little bit of the Legion of Boom feel. Yeah. Like it felt like they took care of a couple of things that they needed to. A guy that we've been talking about a lot, Zach Charbonnet. Welcome to the Seahawks. Love Zach Charbonnet. I think he's I think he's a good difference maker, a change of pace back with Kenneth Walker. I think that's a solid combination there. I'm with you. I think so too, but then again, I mean, they also took, you know. Two running backs. Yeah, so, Charbonnet is doing like around I know seven. Charbonnet's a dog. I mean, Charbonnet at UCLA was like, I mean, Joe Clatt was talking about Charbonnet midseason at UCLA like he was the second coming of Marshall Falk. Yeah. So if that's the guy you got, God bless. Because what I love about Pete Carroll is that he's totally open to competition. And he's yeah. not going to make this a thing. Take he's going to be like, guy. no, the best, the best person is going to get the job. Now, 
they had two first round picks and they yep. just clipped on each one. I like Devin Witherspoon a lot. Little undersized Devin Witherspoon dog. going far higher than I ever anticipated at five. I mean, you called that if I'm not correct. I mean, that, I, yeah. That so was... I had him. I had him going to the Lions technically. So he actually. Oh, went okay, a that's right. Than I thought he was so going you to. called him at six. Yeah, but he goes at five to the yeah. Seahawks. First quarterback off the board and considerably higher than the next guy, which Christian Gonzalez. Everybody thought he was going to go. You know, you know, one to eight, probably somewhere He's in there. Play for Bill now. Who's going to make him the best cornerback of all time? Yeah. He'll be incredible, I'm sure. Um, and then JSN, I mean, that was, as far as the draft overall, not only teams, but everybody's like, hey, when's the wide receiver thing going to get unleashed? It all happened in quick succession there. And JSN, I think, is a solid pick to put with the two other guys in that offense. I think, you know, since they didn't take a quarterback, they gave Geno every opportunity to be good next year. Well, what I believe to be true is... If they have a terrible year, they can try and trade up to go get Caleb. No one's trading that pick if they get it, though. It's so true. I really don't think it. All right. I'd like him to, but Caleb's blue chip, though. That's the difference. Caleb is blue chip, and Norman Nate has called that on this show two years ago. Yeah. If you haven't listened to the show two years ago, we highly recommend you go listen to the college football recaps that we've done. What was he? Redshirted freshman at Oklahoma. And Normanate's like, this is the guy. <laughs> Literally. You yeah. heard it first on this podcast. And if you said you didn't, I don't I don't know what you're And you're, you're a hater and we don't need you. No, we don't need you at all. And you will see the resurgence of Norman Nate come early this spring when we get into full-blown college football. But Jackson Smith and Jigba, I had him going to the Green Bay Packers because I like to paint my own Same. misery, right? That's what I like to do as a Bears fan. Yep. But as we look but at he this, did it. their draft overall was impressive. They got some edge rushers. They got a running back who's a stud in Zach Charbonnet who could compete, right? He could compete with Walker day one. He could con- yeah. compete with Kenneth Walker right out of the gate. Kenneth Walker's a if dog for sure. But well, I'm not saying he, he isn't a dog, but he got hurt. Yeah. So is Zach Charbonnet somebody who comes in and can be a bell cow? That's my thought entirely. Yes. So along I with think you he know knows what he's doing, edge rushers, defensive tackles, defensive ends, like he. It, like I said, it's giving me a Legion of Boom vibe. Is it actually going to happen? It's a whole different conversation. But I remember that year, everybody was like, hey, these picks suck. Bobby Wagner, too high, all those things. It all ended up working out. So I trust Pete Carroll in his draft process here. I think it's actually going to work out well for them in, in Seattle because, you know, so that shit have, gets loud. Right, it does. It gets really loud there really quickly. It rains a lot. Um, but that arguably, if you do track a DB meter, loudest yep. stadium in the entire NFL. Now, we have very similar winners. Now, what are your losers in this draft? If you had to look at this from uh, overall, who are your losers? You look at their draft and you go, what the fuck were they thinking? Uh, yeah, it's got to be Detroit. I 
Okay. I like the Lions. I am hopeful for what they're doing. Um, They trade back to 12. They take Jameer Gibbs. Our whole conversation there is, hey, they just got Montgomery. They have DeAndre Swift. Their best running back on their team last year isn't on the team anymore. They get rid of Swift. They take Jameer Gibbs in opposite order, obviously, there. And then they take Jack Campbell at 18, off-ball linebacker. I don't necessarily know what they're doing. Um, the Vince, positive in this the that's fuck? exactly what I was going to say. The positive of this <laughs> draft was that round three pick five, Jared Goff, who knows what's going to happen in the future. Booker, it's Hooker, baby. And he's going to be the quarterback of the Lions Ooh. before you know it. And Sam Laporta also in the second round, which is a yep. highly needed pick because they got rid of hockey, um, arguably yep. one of the best tight ends in all football and hockey. Oh, yeah. Especially, right? so, especially on the Vikings. He was very good on the Vikings. Yeah, and he's going to be very good in years to come. And if we look at the Vikings, I mean, that might be a low-key sleeper of a pick where you're like, they took Jordan Addison. And they, yeah. yeah, they got rid of Thielen, but they took Jordan Addison. I'd rather have Addison right now. <laughs> I mean, Jordan Addison, dude. Yeah. And then you got Justin Jefferson. Come on. Mm-hmm. That's going to be nasty. And then TJ Hawkinson. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're not they're not starving for talent right now. If if Kirk can throw the football in a semi accurate form, they are going to be just fine. And more than I agree, I kind of liked what the Vikings ended up doing too. just, you know, solidifying. I mean, they went out and got two corners. You got to think one of those is going to work out. Um, They need defensive tackle help. The only issue with them is they only had one pick in the first two rounds um, and then one third round pick. So hopefully they got some value at the end of the draft here. Not really hopefully for us being Bears fans, um, but I do like what they ended up going with, especially with their team needs. I think Jordan Addison's going to be it's going to be helpful for Justin Jefferson at the end of the day because he's not going to have to get the ball every time. Whether or not he likes that is a whole different question, but. You know, no, I mean, out. Jordan Addison was an absolute stud at USC, and I think that they knew, offensive coach, what they needed in getting rid of Thielen, and now you got TJ Hokinson. So this is a third guy who can really come in and just be productive for you. And when Justin Jefferson is double-teamed, TJ Hokinson's double-teamed, now you have a guy who can just stretch the field. Burner! I'm a genius. I mean, he wasn't necessarily a burner, he right. will be on he's a one-on-one on one. Robert Woods type, but yeah, in, a, in a one-on-one coverage is he's going to take care of business. Not saying that he won't. I mean, the guy at one-on-one in USC and PAC 12, some of the best cornerbacks legit in college yeah. football. Remember Christian Gonzalez, that guy. Exactly. So to the point, it's going to be a real thing. Um, it's going to take a little bit of time to figure out for them. I was a little bit of a head scratcher on Jaron Hall. Right. So quarterback yeah. BYU, he had really good games against really shitty teams. I that's my only that's my only thing on him. He I mean, what really value are games. looking for in a fifth round quarterback? I get it. I mean, Tom Brady was drafted in the sixth round. I know, but that can't be a one ninety nine. Think about Come all on, the man. other fifth Brock and sixth Brock Purdy round was drafted in the seventh round. Yeah, and he you played well know. for a couple weeks. <laughs> Brock Purdy, hey. There are many reports coming out of the 49ers yep. camp that Brock Purdy's the fucking guy. And that Trey Lance, they might be trying to trade him right now. 
they were trying to trade him during the draft. It's, yeah. It's like there's numerous reports about it. Nobody wants to pay the price. Do you blame him? Fuck no. He's proved nothing. I mean, you might get a team maybe, maybe like the Washington Commanders to say, all right, maybe we'll package him in a deal for Chase Young. Probably Could the you only team that's Chase stupid Young? enough to do that. But Could also, are they going to make it? Chase Young? Bro. No, if he could stay healthy, for sure. But I I don't even know if they're going to make a bold move like that until the team gets sold anyway. Or maybe the Rams. The Rams take Stetson Bennett. Maybe the <sighs> biggest surprise of day, too. Come on now. I was laughing. I think he was uh, teammates with Stafford back in the day. See? No. Yeah. <laughs> in his past life, he was teammates with Stafford. No, he was in college for 12 years, right? Yeah, he was Van Wilder. He's Felt the QB like version of Van Wilder. Felt like yeah, it. All right. All right. So we get we have a loser at the Lions. Who's your second loser if you had to pick one? I feel see the thing is is I feel like there weren't a lot of losers in this draft. Depending on how everything it kind of works out. Hey Vince, we're gonna be wrong regardless, so just throw I know. I know. I don't I don't know if the Falcons took care of the needs that they had. Okay. It's not that I dislike right, I don't I like dislike that. the Bijan Robinson move. I but, just feel like the the Falcons needed to concentrate a little bit more on their defensive line. You could have taken Jalen Carter. That's, that's kind of where my head's at. It's like they don't have a lot of weapons. They didn't figure that out at all. They didn't pick any receivers up. They Kind of needed help on their D-line. Like, their secondary hasn't been great, and they go out right off the bat and pick Bijan and Matthew well, they, Bergeron. Which... They did pick up Akuda, right? So they did yeah. pick up Akuda. They did pick up Jeff Akuda. So I do think that they yeah, did address some of those. Is that a huge move? You know, I, it, I he's just good. I, I just don't think he fit the Dan Campbell way of football. Yeah. And I think that's a very specific person. If yeah. he wants those people. Nose of the grindstone, and if, guys. And if you don't fit that, well, that doesn't necessarily mean you suck. That just means you don't buy into his way of thinking. You ask anybody in Detroit, they say he sucks. I don't think he sucks. I don't think he does either. But I don't think he sucks. I like Dan Campbell a lot, actually. No, 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 no. Akuda. Akuda. No, oh, everybody Akuda. loves Dan Campbell. Come on. Well, Akuda had a great game against the Bears this year. He did. I don't know what he did the rest of the year, but I know he had a great game against the Bears because he fucked us up. Yeah. Yeah, but, he had a pick. Okay. He had two so, picks, actually. Falcon, the, back to the Falcons, though. Algier had a pretty good year last year. I'm not saying he's the best running back ever. Bijan Robinson uh, is is obviously an upgrade. I'm just saying value of the pick, especially even if they wanted to go quarterback. Like I wouldn't have taken Will Levis, and we'll talk about that in a moment. But Bijan at eight to that team, I don't know about all that. And like until the trade ended up happening, I would have you know placed my bets on Bijan going to the going to the Eagles based on how that was all breaking down. It just, I don't know. It's, it seemed they need more than what they got out of this draft for sure. And I just hope they all end up working well, like, off them. If I'm Atlanta and I'm looking at it like, all right, I'm going to either take Jalen Carter. Or I'm going to yeah. trade back. I'm going to go, Hey Eagles, do you want to move up from 10 to eight and give us a haul? And then we'll, let you come up to this pick and take your guy, and then we'll move back to 10 and boom, take Bijan. 
which that they could have done. Smart. Which they could have done. The Bears weren't taking Bijan. But Robinson. you want to know why they weren't as smart? Because why? they had two former Bears GMs in that draft. Yeah. And fucking shit up. True. Right. <laughs> True. Right. They had Phil Emery sitting there. Ryan Pace they had is Ryan stupid Pace ass. sitting there. <laughs> they were just like, no, we're gonna go get the fucking guy we want. And watch, he turns into Kevin White. I really hope that doesn't happen. Yeah, I love him. You I know, love watching Bijan run. I mean, Bijan's amazing. Arguably one of the best running back prospects in the draft since Ricky Williams. Yeah. yeah I besides mean, Saquon, come on. Well, Saquon was great. I mean, he still is great. But His I value mean, in the draft the was hype? paramount. Ah, has when he... he's healthy. That's always the sure. argument. Yeah. But Bijan and Ricky, I mean, back then was a different As game. Texas running backs, too, nonetheless. Right. Texas running backs, and then there was a second Texas running back taken also in that same draft where Ricky was taken in the seventh round. And we're going to get into that. Yeah. And we're going to have some comparisons. Don't bury the lead here, but I'm not burying no, any lead. Good. I, you know, and I didn't tell Vince what I was about to do this episode, but he knows where I'm going. I know. Exactly so where we're, going. yeah, he knows now if we're staying in the NFC North, right? We're so, we're seeing the NFC primarily the yep. Eagles great draft Jalen Carter. Then not only that at the tail end of the first round. Yeah. I mean, they get a guy in Nolan Smith running a four, three, eight, 40. What huh? a fall. What That's shit? Like him being available not, at that time. Good for them. Bravo. Seriously. I texted Vince at this point of the night after he left, because it was like 1030. And I was like, yo, bears are going to trade up tail end of the second round to take Nolan Smith should have. And he was like, that would be awesome. Yeah. And yeah, it makes you feel like it would have been awesome. What it makes you feel like, eh, yeah, we probably should have kept the 32nd pick in the draft. Probably a little bit. Revisionist history is a bitch though. You know, Chase Claypool could be a guy. Right. Was he worth the pick you gave up for him? Not necessarily. We'll see. Yeah. And many people who watch the TikTok would be like, Oh, he's double tracking. Maybe, maybe a little bit, but that's fine, right? If you think about the Eagles, though, taking Carter, taking Smith, taking Keeley Ringo in the fourth round, they have Jordan Davis on their defense right now. You Did they play for Georgia? They're on the Eagles. That's basically what it is, and I don't necessarily hate that strategy. I don't hate because it. Because they were so good, and if you think about that, that Miami defense that people compared them to all the time, a lot of those guys turned into really good pros. I mean, Ed Reed was is one of the best safeties ever. What are you gonna do? So I don't. I'm not necessarily True. against this move. I think it will. And I've been talking about this all off season. It'll beast up that Eagles defense that really needed it, given all the guys that were leaving this year. I think this is a good move on them. They just went all defense besides they went know, all Tanner, dogs. Tanner McKee. <laughs> they went all dogs and then traded for DeAndre Swift. And they were like, hey, we got our guy. Lions, we need another bulldog. Give us a dog. And the Lions are like, we have nine running backs, so sure. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. They knew they were getting. You knew when they took that pick. Yeah, he was right? gone. You knew when they took Gibbs, it was over. So. The way I view it is like, okay, so you had a plan in mind. You worked the plan. They're going off of basically a needs-based platform because, I mean, they took an off-ball linebacker in the first 18 yeah. picks. 
crazy. Jack Campbell. I mean, okay, fine, I get it, but you could have probably good, good linebackers name. Sounds like some I mid seventy Steelers guy. Literally called him and was like, "Hey, got a great name. Got a great last name, young man." He's right. So, I don't know. To me, a little bit of a reach for this team. I'm yeah. still scared of them. I'm not gonna lie. Now, my my loser. If okay. I had to pick a loser, L.A. Chargers mm. seem very needy. Yeah. Quentin Johnson with your first pick overall, bro. And also, I don't know if Quentin oh Johnson is necessarily the receiver type that they need right now. I think they no. probably they probably should have gotten a, like a burner, like someone that can really expand the field for them. Um, especially with their current receivers right now. Like Quentin Johnson is very talented and he's probably going to play well on that team. But they have a lot of go up and get it guys right now. And I don't know if they have a lot of guys that are going to, you know, obviously not Tyreek Hill, but that player type where he'll spread the field and, you know, run quickly. The only issue now is Justin Herbert's got some competition, buddy. Why does Herbert have competition? Max Duggan, TCU National Championship no, quarterback no. on the Chargers. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. <laughs> I know he, he doesn't. Has zero I know. competition. I know. I mean, Quinton Johnson that early though, twenty one, you could have probably easily gotten him. Some had him mocked first round. I get some, it. Some but... had him mocked over JSN. Fuck the mock, man. Some people had Zay Flowers. And then over you take Darius Davis in the fourth round. Yeah. So you take two TCU receivers, and then you take Max Duggan with the last pick in your draft. I don't know what they were thinking. Thule, though. Oh, Thule, whatever the fuck his name is. He was Thule amazing at USC. Hey, Thule Tuluptu. Yeah, I mean, he One of these days, you're going to get all these Hawaiian names, and I'm excited for mm-hmm. that. Thule Tuluptu. Never, will I get those names right. Tuluptu. I think I'm he saying was it right. Right at USC. Yes, he was. Literally stuck through two coaching changes. Right. Edge rusher so in the pack, though. Clay, and then he went then to our guy. Is right? that the big leagues edge rusher in the in the Pac-12? Well, we'll see how We're Noah Sewell does. Right. Yeah. Because we have a whole Bears draft to deconstruct. Because I'm jacked for it. Mm-hmm. I'm so jacked for it. The only thing I'll say is, is this. It's just very underwhelming overall. They took a lot of wide receivers. They yeah. took a lot of just TCU players. Guard help, <laughs> right? You got a good edge rusher, but that just seems to be somebody who's going to learn behind uh, Nick Bosa for a while. Which isn't Joey, but which, which isn't My a bad. bad. Joey yeah, Bosa, it's right. the other brother. Yep. See? David, Dave. Yeah, David, I was going to say, you were just waiting for me to Derek Cario. See, Derek, <laughs> David, right? Yes. See? I'm yeah. bad with the NFL brothers, Vince. I don't no, know. No, it's kind of fun. Say. It's I'm become bad. a shtick. <laughs> Joey, Nick. I don't know what fucking Jonas brother I'm talking about half the time, but you know what? Kevin. He's Kevin Jonas, one. final answer. <laughs> Kevin Jonas, final answer. All right. <laughs> Let's let's talk about what everybody's been waiting for. I was gonna say, can we can we just talk about Tennessee really quick? No, Vince. I mean, what the fuck do you think I was gonna talk about? I was gonna talk about Will Levis's girlfriend. Oh, <laughs> and yes, let's go. I thought you were talking about the Bears, naturally. But what? 
baddies, I guess. You're what what for. made you think about that? Come on, we're going to Gia, whatever the fuck her name is. She's she, so I figured out. Come on. Go on. Sorry. You you start it. Intro this. No, it's true. She's like a, a big social media persona. No, I've come to find out myself. She's yeah. become like a social media influencer. She is on the TikToks. She is on Instagram. She was just like, well, I ride the 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 tales of this guy who plays quarterback at Kentucky and his name seems is Will Levis. Like and an he has wicked awesome biceps and seems like an people... all time bad hang though. Oh, Will Levis? No. His girlfriend. Her? Yeah. Yeah, she just I was kept watching it. I'm like, you, the entire you time, look. like she had a pee. Yeah, like she yeah. just didn't like, She's and that was that all girl. body language. I could be very wrong, but then watching her like Instagram after that, I was like, I don't know. Yeah, if I would like to hang out with her for coattails. more than like an hour, coattails, bro, coattails. Yeah, come on. And even his coattails right now, it's like that didn't go the way he wanted. You sure about that? You sure, you sure about, about that? that? Come on. You sure about that? I mean, a lot of teams, though, were, like, hyped about Will Levis early on. They were like, this guy's got intangibles. Yeah. He's a beast. He's big. He has everything you want in an NFL quarterback. Big arm. Until you strong. watch any game tape. <laughs> well, I heard until you hear him talk, and he's a total fucking dingus. Yeah. Well, and did, you've seen Kentucky games last year. We talked about it. And that's why it was a lot during college it was football so season. alarming because it's like Kentucky was better than they should have been for sure. Will Levis wasn't very good last year, nor was Anthony Richardson. How he won right. the fourth pick, I am puzzled. So they the were, way. and they were considering. And if you're going intangibles, and then also the Anthony Richardson, it's like one of those when you talk to him, like he seems like he's all that and more, which all I can that see. Bag of potato chips, but Will Levis. Especially when all that was happening, and then the throw the ball off the off the scoreboard and all that, it's all great, and it's the NFL draft and all that. But if he went top ten, I would have badged him with bust immediately. Vince, you had him going to the Colts. I know because I thought they were confident in taking him. It wasn't okay. that I would have taken him; it's well, that they I took thought another they were. project, so it's fine. I think Anthony Richardson was probably a better call. I don't think either of them are going to do very well, but probably a better well, call. Nobody knows. Yeah, right? that's why, I mean, especially it, why I put I don't think in front of that. I have no fucking idea. I thought Trubisky was going to be all right. No, I never thought that was going to be all right. I never You're a smarter that man because be of right. it. I'm not a, I'm not even trying to be a smarter man. You know, that was the day I knew. Taxi Squad podcast need to be a thing. Yeah. Uh, anyway, oh, stop it. <laughs> you knock it off. You look crazy. Anyways, <laughs> it's true, though. I looked at that and I'm like, huh? What? There are two guys on this board. I didn't know one of them was about to become a serial rapist, but I knew one of them. Deshaun was... Watson for those at home. <laughs> well, I didn't say words. I I'm did. just saying. I didn't say names or words. It's fine. You don't even say allegedly anymore. That just shit no, just it, happened. It, it, shit happened. Yeah, I got paid a bet. God, I oh, wish yeah. I could. Never mind. Nope. Um, <laughs> Keep going. Patrick Mahomes was a guy who really was... who's that. He was a underrated project yep. out of Texas Tech who could throw the ball a quarter mile. But his daddy was an MLB player. Right. Which his was daddy the pitched in the MLB for the Twins puzzle. and the Mets, and he was a dude, right? You hear yeah. the guy talk, though, and he's like, that guy smokes blunts. But who, Mahomes? 
Pat Mahomes, his dad. His dad. Okay, I was going to say, I was like, Mahomes sounds like Kermit the Frog, brother. Mahomes sounds like Kermit, but his dad smells like like an old head. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like <laughs> No, for sure. Unless someone the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, he but, played baseball in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's true. I mean, he Come played on. with Kirby Puckett. I mean, that Come ain't no now. shit. But yeah. I'm just saying, though, I knew that was a guy that had the intangibles to be somebody. Now, sure. if Matt Nagy could make him be that guy. No, no, no. He would have totally sucked on the Bears. Yeah, he right. would have been the worst. So it goes to show you. I mean, I still think about that. I still fantasize about the fact that we could have had Patrick Mahomes and what could have been. Well, this is a good this is a good point to be made that like it sometimes means more of where you end up than actually who you are as a quarterback. Like plenty of those things have happened where people are like, he's going to be awesome. And then, you know, he ends up on the Jaguars or even Lawrence in the first like year. Everybody's like, this is not going well. It's like, yeah, he's on the Jaguars. Like he's on the Texans, like obviously, well, or he's no, on the he Bears. Had, he had like, Urban Meyer. That's what I'm saying. Like you, he had can't Urban ex- Meyer. You can't expect him to be good. Like he's right. on a team that promotes poor play, like literally. So a hundred. You get Mahomes put into Andy Reid's system. That's like the most cracked out, perfect plan ever. That worked out so well, obviously. But like, you know, you put Mahomes on the on the Jaguars. I think he's still good, but I don't think he's the next Messiah, like he is currently like it's a different game. We got to think about that for like a minute. And the reason I say that is because, okay, we have Andy Reed, Andy Reed's the guy. He is. He is the quarterback whisperer. He was like, okay, we're going to go up and take this guy because I know what he can be. Yeah. I have Brett Favre 2.0 and I know what Brett Favre could have been. I want a Super Bowl. He didn't make that man. Well, Brett Favre is the real one. For sure. But even McNabb was elite and brought him to a Super Bowl. They didn't win it, but he's got that brought in his them. I get it, but McNabb is not Mahomes. Mahomes is a talent far beyond anything we've seen in the NFL. Physical the ability decade. better than Brady. Like, better than anybody. Yeah, better than most. Yeah. Better than Mike. No, no, that's. No, no. Finish no, it, I mean, Tyson. Nope. No, 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 I'm not even going to go to Mike Vick. I'm not Vic. even going to go to Mike Vick. I'm not, not even going there. Come on now. Because Mike Vick in his prime, if he didn't fight dogs, would yeah. have been. Right. Yeah, something the special. The obvious didn't really. happen. Yeah. Yeah. No, it happened. There's a whole doc on it. Well, that's what I'm saying. Anyways, if the obvious didn't happen. He if would've... that doesn't happen, Mike Vick may go on to win multiple Super Bowls. I yeah. mean, that is a thing. That was he, was not, yeah. he was peaking in his career when that happen unfortunately but with all that being said it takes the right coach to get his hands around the right player to mold them into who they are so who knows to your point i mean who knows if mahomes is mahomes in chicago right it it, it's it's not to say that because he had a year to learn under not only alex smith but andy Reid. you want to know who isn't mahomes who will levis and mike vrabel Maybe that's not, it's not going to happen. I swear to Jesus. I'll bet the ponies on it. I don't think Will Levis will be anything in the NFL. And I hope he hears this and I hope he comes and yells at me because I would love him to prove me wrong, but I don't think it's Let's take a time out. Will Levis though gets to learn under Ryan Tannehill and Ryan Tannehill has proven that he can play in the NFL. Yeah. And that he can go to the playoffs year after year. And that's where it stops. So, Will Levis could but, be Ryan Tannehill, but, but I don't think Will anybody's Levis drafting. Will Levis is far more talented 
than Ryan Tannehill. Coming out of the draft, though, Tannehill was a top prospect. I know he was, but that was, dude, that was in 2011. Right. So the 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 level of athlete has changed drastically over the past 10 years. He hasn't played well. Who? Will Levis. Will Levis played at Kentucky, the bottom edge of he, the SEC. And he transferred to Kentucky, let alone. Sure, I get it. And, you know, Patrick Mahomes played at Texas Tech. Many of those would say that is the bottom edge of the Big 12. But he played... Decently well. I mean, Will I mean, Levis, if you look at his the stats, they're alarming. They're alarming. I get it. And you can say the same thing on Anthony Richardson. I'm not yeah. buying into the fact that the two of them are going to be, you know, pro bowlers in the next five years. That's yeah. not what I'm saying. But in my situation, if I was a scout or a GM, I mean, Will Levis in the second round. It's not a bad pick because you took no, Peter I, Skaronsky in the first round. You got a you got somebody to protect. You got a dude who's a dog freshman starter, by the way, yep. started his freshman year at Northwestern in the Big Ten. Because some of the best talent in the entire Midwest. So right there, you have to look at it like, OK, this guy's played against Michigan, Ohio State, some of the best programs in the country. His only knock is size. Yeah, a lot of people say arm length. I've heard that. That's I think a he's a career guard. I do think he's a career guard. I don't, I don't know think if he he's a guard. Back. I think he's going to be the starting left tackle for the Titans. For maybe a year or two. Like He's the Luan replacement, sure. But I don't know if career-wise okay. he's going to be a tackle for the majority of it. Time will tell. Time will tell. 100%. Because... They drafted him for a purpose. They took him at 11 for a purpose. Vrabel said verbatim, we were surprised he was on the board. And he should have been. I mean, people were projecting him top 10, and he ended up not being. But and to that's say, the, though, that's ahead, the sorry. thing. No, it, and that's the thing with, with the draft and dropping, and I, I was watching a whole documentary about this. I got lost in the sauce for that. Um, but basically, and this is pretty obvious, but. Once you get past those top 10 teams, like you're not that bad unless you have literally nobody to throw the ball. So you get to 15 and later, a lot of teams aren't going to be wanting to draft a quarterback at that point. You got to come back around. And even Tannehill said it's a bit of deja vu. They did the same thing, essentially. They got Levis later than they got Malik Willis anyway. But oh, Malik if you might as well be dead to them. Right. And even the Rodgers pick when he fell so far, like... When they drafted him, everybody's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, that was, Who? that was, what, Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, everybody's like, what are the Packers doing? They got Brett Favre. It was the same idea. It's like, when you fall that far, well, the that's Bears how. could have drafted Aaron Rodgers, by the way. Bears could have But they chose Rex anyway. Grossman. Yeah. Sexy Rexy. Brought us to Super funny Bowl. funny um, how that works. Yeah. But even so, it's like, yeah, it could end up working out. If you don't go top 10 and you're like a top tier quarterback or a lot of teams are going to pass on you in the middle because they don't like, you know, they have their own like Dak Prescott or they have their Trevor Lawrence. They're working out. They have Justin Fields. Like, why would they bring Will Levison? The Titans, I, I think, is probably the best fit for him right now where he doesn't have to come in and start right away. I just. I don't know about the longevity with the guy. I don't. 
Nobody does. That's the right. thing. You took a second rounder where you were like, okay, we feel comfortable in the second round taking this guy. Yeah, we got him for value. four years of control, right? Yeah. It's not five years because that fourth second year, rounder, they right? have to make a decision, right? Yeah. So that he lost. If you break it down, though, from a monetary standpoint, he lost like hmm, 20 million. Yeah, just by because he went down in the second round. round. Yeah, because that opens you up, I guess, for different marketing and quote opportunities. Here's the argument, though: you can't lose money you don't have. It's true. So he made hey, money. He's getting paid technically, right? Hey, this Gia, whatever the hell her name is, she's riding off to the sunset. Right? <laughs> he did split, though. All right, here's all right. Last argument. If you were a first round prospect and you fell, would you come back for day two, even though no one's there no. but you? No. You wouldn't go back? Why? No, I gotta show that dog. Fuck them. Fuck them haters. Is exactly what I'm thinking. Although, I'm leaving there. Are you more of a dog for showing up and saying, fuck them, and I'm gonna go take. I would I would specifically say at that point, give me a number two jersey. That's cool. Part what of me wants to be like, it? I mean that that that's not Fuck a bad the idea. System. Fuck I want to be system. I want to be like Give in me the, the gym. number two jersey, right? I want to be in the gym deadlifting something, and then just show me on the on the thing like, oh, the Titans yeah. drafted him, and it's just me looking fucking yokes. Like, let's go, yeah, <laughs> let's go. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. gonna walk to the stage, not in a suit anymore. I'm I'm here pumping iron, right? Beast. So, right? Yeah. I'm not going to hide from that. I'm going to roll with it. I like it. lean into it. Right? That like was it. my thought process. I'd be like, bro, why are you leaving? I'd be there the next day by myself. Just lifting. <laughs> just getting just after looking it. like a beast. Yeah. Just looking like a dog when I get drafted by the Titans at 33. Give me a number two jersey, please. I'm in. Let's do it. That'd I'll show sick. you why. Right? You want to know who didn't go second round, Mike? Who didn't? Mr. Darnell Wright. Ooh. All right, let's get into this. Bears corner. Our first <sighs> real Bears corner. <sighs> I'm getting it. The new Mike. Yeah, he's getting there. I'm getting it. Oh, yeah. Clear now. Bears I like corner. that. Yeah, yeah. So... The Chicago Bears with the very first pick in their first round at number 10, which they traded back from number nine, which Vince wanted. He wanted Jalen Carter. It was I had him there. He wanted that guy, right? Had him but there. the Bears take Darnell Wright in our who? first. Who? <laughs> who? who the fuck? Who? Who's that? So Darnell Wright went in the first round, right? And the Bears took arguably the best offensive tackle in the entire SEC. Now, I was very in love, muy in love with Paris Johnson Jr. Oh, yeah. Out of Ohio State. I He's wanted off the board early. Off the board at number six. So the Bears right away were like, okay, our guy's gone. They were going to stay patient. Didn't, didn't take it. So they were like, okay, we knew... As a team, we were not going to take 
Jalen Carter because we didn't want the drunkness. We didn't want the hungoverness. We didn't want any of that. I think he needed to go to a team with more veteran leadership, and that's what happened. I think you're right. And I mean, we'll get into that. But we trade back for a fourth round pick in 2025, yep. which at least you got something for the pick. Ultimately, sure. I think that's going right. If you look at the chart, that's going right for what they got. So they got what the value overall is for that pick. So they move back a pick, get a fourth round pick next year, which is ultimate compensation. Howie Roseman is king of wheel and dealing. He is. And we take I like Darnell him. Wright. Right? I like him too. To the point. He's a, he's a great GM. I hope we can have a GM in the future, Ryan Poles, who will do the same thing. Ryan Poles is in his mid thirties. He's a part of our generation. We like this. Right overall. now, he's got he's got my blessing for sure. Right, we're we're giving him the cross. We're giving him the blessing. You are with us. We are with you, Darnell Wright. Overall, the best SEC right tackle you could find. And the best yeah. right tackle overall in this draft. He is a dog. If you were on our Instagram, if you were on our TikTok draft night. Who? who that's all it was. We sounded like, you know, owls at midnight. Now, a couple days after, four or five days after, I like the pick a lot. I like the pick a lot. Uh, he's a big boy. He's athletic as shit, too. I, this is kind of the it was not Paris Johnson, obviously, but it's the body type that we were looking for and we were kind of applying to Paris Johnson. Darnell Wright can can run some guys over. There's no doubt about it. Absolutely. I mean, when you look at this draft and when Will Anderson Jr. makes a statement like Darnell Wright is the best offensive tackle I faced Saying something. every year, year over year in the SEC and he is the third pick off the board, you can't sit here and say you're disappointed. No. I mean, talent knows talent, and that's what, exactly what we saw out of this. It, if you, We would be understated if it wasn't a surprise, for sure. Right. Um, he wasn't on anybody's top 10 board, really, uh, for him to go 10. Some people thought it was a reach, but a lot of people thought it was a good idea. Um Tennessee was really good this year. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that because I loved them. Um, so, yeah, I mean, by all by all metrics for me, I, I like this pick now. I, I really hope it ends up working out because I'm jaded by offensive line talent by the Bears. Well, to the point, I mean, Chris Williams was That's the start. exactly where of, my head was. Right. I mean, Chris Williams was a start of that at Wisconsin. Ugh. Everybody was like, oh, Mike Tice took Chris Williams in the first round. Granted, Chris Williams went in the 18s. He went in the teens for for the Bears. But He's so bad. This felt like and that in the beginning. But when they traded back, I was like, oh, they're taking Peter Skaronsky. That's there what I thought, too. no way in hell they weren't taking Skaronsky. But as time went on and then they take Darnell Wright, I was like, okay, who, who the fuck is this guy? And then Lewis Riddick comes on and he's like, oh, this guy could be a hall of famer. Yeah. And you're like, up. fuck. Yeah. So we're screwed, Shit. right? So <laughs> remember when he fuck. thought the bears were going to win the super bowl and then he fucked us there too. Well, he said Mitchell Trubisky was a guy, right? And so did Mel Kuyper and a lot of people. It goes to show you, oh, you Kuyper's been cannot. So you cannot lean on these people because no. th they know as much as we do. Right. That's why you listen to the Taxi Squad podcast. Because we're giving you just as accurate information. Mid-episode <laughs> plug. What? Anyways, 
So with all that being said, if you're plugging right somebody though, that's listening to us within the hour 40 minute, they are they're already hooked, buddy. And thank you for listening. No, but it's true. At this point, it's there's true. no plug to be made. We we thank you. Period. <laughs> thank we you. thank you. Yes. I love you but a lot. At the end of the day, you look at Darnell Wright, this guy led the SEC in sacks allowed, which was zero. And then not only that, but just played to the tip top of his ability in one of the best conferences in all of college football. So I'm not mad about it. I I've done my homework. This guy is someone who is a guy and got slept on. Clearly potentials through the roof. Clearly didn't get slept on a top 10 pick. No, it's just the bears did their homework and they did it right. It feels like I'm obviously if he sucks, we're going to talk about it, but it feels like he's going to work out well. Well, it, I feel like it's it's that too. You know, when you look at you know the Bears, a uh, gentleman by the name of Chris Morgan, um, who is the offensive line coach for the Bears, he worked out Darnell Wright with our now highly coveted slash highly regarded GM Ryan Pace, which we're gonna lean on that for now. Holes. Anyways. Poles to be a hundred percent clear. Ryan oh, Poles, shit, I did it again. who I played did it again. offensive line at Boston College. Let Thanks, Vince. Yes, Love you. What would I do without you? I don't know. Don't know. We'll don't never know. know. Ryan Poles, not Ryan Pace. Jesus, <laughs> got my Ryan's mixed up. Sorry, got guy. my Matt's mixed up. Either Ryan flus, and Matt. Poles, Pace. That was on them. Why do they do that to us? Why do they? That's right. Anyways, moving forward guy by the name of chris mort all right i I even forgot his name (laughs) oh it's going down we're going down he's our own line coach (laughs) they worked this dude out yeah and they put him through the ringer and he stuck through he had that grit he had what it meant to be a chicago bear and that's a very loose topic but you look at an x-ray all you see is roof roof (laughs) he's got that dog in him (laughs) You look at that. No, he's got that bear in him. <sighs> yeah, let's go. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Now, let's move on to the rest of the Chicago yes. Bears draft in the second round at pick 53, which Dexter. is traded back from pick 32. Gervon Dexter, senior out of Florida. Done your homework cool. on this dude. He, he is cool. a monster. A lot of people say we went early on all of our D tackles in this draft. But then again, this is a guy who fucked shit up. And he yeah. also fucked Will Levis up. Yeah. If you go back and look at the tape, 6'6, yes, 310 pounds, cuts his 40 in a 488. A lot of prospects or, you know, scouts had him going in the third to fourth round. But we decided, you know what? We have needs now. And we're taking this pick here. And let it be known, three defensive tackles came off to the board came off of the board with the Bears. I think what they're doing right now is trying to find a guy that's gonna sit in that spot and be there. Cause I mean, even Pickens, the first pick of the third round, and even if he goes like Travis Bell, kind of saw state, like that's gotta be a, a hope and a dream. Um, but I think more than anything, these picks were more so like, hey, we need Whoa. at least one guy, maybe two that we can have in a three four, like that's gonna be in there. So play after play, if you look at the picks and you look at who these players are, so Gervon Dexter Sr. ran a four eight eight six six plus. 
Zach Pickens, 6'3 plus, ran a 4.89. Right? So you have a type if you're Zach Eberflus. Athlete. Zach. Give right? me an athlete. Matt, 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 not Zach. Matt Eberflus. <laughs> you have a type. You have a type. Names aren't my strong suit if you haven't figured it out by now. But really? you have a type. You have a, you have a type. So you want to take this in a trend where you're going to go fast, you're going to go big. I'm not against and then we it. Got, no, I'm not against it I like it fast and big. Big fan And then we have Tyreek Stevenson opposite that of... Um, Jalen? That's my guy. Jalen. Yeah. That's our guy right there. You look at the Bears right now, we have three solid quarterback prospects that are young. It could mean something. And especially with the safety positions basically taken care of. I mean, I like Brisker, Brisker a lot. Brisker, Eddie Jackson, we yeah. have that in line. So if you could figure out, and like that being said, we are, this is late second round. Like you're not going to get Sauce Gardner in late second round. That's known. You just hope these are guys that can eventually like make their way into being a good player. And I think a lot of, we, we got a lot of that like quality from maybe smaller schools and a couple Tariq Stevenson, completely different scenario. But I think draft overall, that's kind of what they were doing. They were picking guys where they're like, Hey, there's a lot of skill here. Let's see if they can actually compound on that, but you got to like, right? I love it. I mean, Tyreek Stevenson overall, if you look at what we're looking for in a corner, he's physical, he's tall. Yep. He's strong. He's a big That's boy. What we need. Yeah, he is big for a corner. Right? So overall right now, if you look at it, we have the ability as a franchise to kind of have a couple of cornerstones overall as a franchise. Now, moving forward, I really love what we did on offense because – Right now, the Bears have the ability to say, we need running back. Yeah. And they did. So. Do we, though? What? What's that? Deontay Foreman, Khalil Herbert, Travis Homer, now Roshan Johnson. Johnson. I All like right, Roshan Vince. Johnson. Go ahead. Do your Why thing. do you like Roshan Johnson so much? No, no, no. Tell me. Tell me why. Why do I like him? Yeah, because of you mostly. Uh, you you sent me. You're like, I really like this guy. So I was like, all right, let me let me watch some stuff. I was watching the draft as it was going on, and I'm like, he's a dog. He didn't get a lot of touches because the guy above him was drafted eighth overall, understandably. Um, but I know you're about to make a point, and I want to hear it. So please do so. All right, all right. So we touched on the corner. So we got Kyler Gordon, we got Jalen Johnson, and now we got Tyreek Stevenson. Right. So we got three corners right now that can go slot, bookend, bookend. Now, Jalen Johnson needs a year. Jalen Johnson in his entire career, mind you, has one interception. I highly recommend you go look that up because that is a real stat. Now, if we do look at this overall, okay, Roshan Johnson reminds me of one player, Vince. And you want to know who that player is? Who's that? Well, this player started behind none other than Ricky Williams Mm -hmm. at Texas. And this player became one of the best running backs in the NFL for a matter of four years. Okay. And this player in three years scored 60 touchdowns. Jesus. 
you haven't figured it out yet, have you? Is it? I'm trying to think of Texas. Run, it's not. No, I was thinking. Is it Edgar James? Not you know James. who that running back is, Vince? Who? That running back is none other. The backup to Ricky Williams, and then none other than the backup to Bijan Robinson, Roshan Johnson. But the comp to that player is Priest Holmes. And Priest oh, Holmes. Oh, Jesus. Fuck me. That was my next. <laughs> oh. Priest Holmes. Oh, I feel bad. That's my boy. That's my boy. Oh. Yeah, I'm surprised it took him this long, folks. It was Anyways. my first jersey, dude. Fuck I me. Know, Damn I know. it. And when oh. when I found this out this week, I was like, oh, man, I can't wait to just put this oh, in my Oh, you're such a dick. Pocket. You didn't even tell me. Yeah, I can't. No, no, no. I, I had to surprise him <laughs> full blown on this show. He is so hot and bothered about this. You don't even know. But Roshan Johnson it. was a quarterback starting out at Texas. Didn't have the arm qualities they thought of in a quarterback. So they decided to put him at running back because he was an epic athlete and just turned out to be a bulldozer. Priest Holmes, similar story. Small town guy. Started behind Ricky. Kept his nose down. Got drafted in the seventh round. Now Roshan got drafted in the fourth round. And when this pick happened, the Bears traded up in the fourth round to go to get the 115th pick with new Orleans and this pick was epic and I loved every minute of it more so for my guy than anything, because I kind of knew what the implications it had. <laughs> okay. But this is awesome. Damn. And I called this pick early on. If we could go get a Zach Charbonnet, if we could go get this guy, right? If we could go get Roshan, this would be the pick. So to see this now, We'll see, but I like I'm it. not saying he's Priest Holmes. I'm not going to give him but that. If but if he is, you know whose jersey I'm dying. Right? Yeah. And in, Vince, what number is he going to wear? Have you seen what number he's going to wear? No. Did he announce it yet? He's one off than 31. Oh, so. 32? 30. 30. going to be 30. Say, he's sick if he was 31. Now, <laughs> another pick I want to like not take off of that they also decided to go with. Yeah. In the fifth round, right? Yeah. Which I do love this pick. And a lot of people slept on this pick. Is Noah Sewell. Yeah. Noah Sewell. Arms. Dude, I know Penny Sewell is a guy. Keep him right? in the division. Penny Sewell is an absolute dog. And we have found that year over year now. For past two years, he yeah. is a guy. Right? One Started year over Oregon, another year. was yes. an absolute beast. Right. But... Noah Sewell in 2021 and 2022, they were like, this guy is the shit. You don't understand. He's going to be a first-round draft pick, off-ball linebacker, absolute beast. But what he has proven to be is more than an off-ball linebacker. He can rush off the edge, and he can play center field for you. Why did he drop? I have no clue. I think he got hurt early on. Okay. In the 2022 season, and I think that affected his draft stock. Now, prove yourself, young man. Overall, the genetics are there, and I think we have a guy. I hope. I we, think I we hope that we guy. do. I do hope that. But we, do. we just went and spent a shit ton of money on linebackers, right? So that goes away eventually. Not, it does, and I get all that. But you have a guy right now waiting in the wings behind T.J. Edward, T.J. Edwards, and Tremaine Edmonds. I think that's a smart move. They can't play every down anyway, so 
smart move. Overall, I think the Bears draft, I like what they did. I've been telling everybody the same thing over and over again. It's a lot of it is wait and see. It's like I like the talent. I like the the size. The intangibles are great. I just you know, want to see how it transcends on the football field. I think that's going to be the only way that we can actually look at this honestly and be like, hey, this is going to work out. But I think their thought process was pretty on par with how I'd like to think about how this draft was going to go. I mean, hey, no draft analyst. No knows shit. Anything. No one knows shit, period. man. Their guess is as good as the Taxi Squad podcast. Exactly. For real. That's why we're the draft guys for you guys. Right? We're just as good as half of them. And I by think. just as good, we mean we're just as bad. <laughs> Todd, 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 Todd. Gotta wait a Todd. whole year for that. Roshan Johnson, Roshan Johnson. Similar to Priest Holmes, started behind a highly rated Texas running back. It's drafted in a later round. Could be the next Priest Holmes. We'll see. Time will tell. Right? Time will tell. It's what I do for the people. Now, Vince, last but not least, yeah. do we have time for the best team in all of baseball right now? <laughs> we can make it quick because... <laughs> Best team is an crazy. Express event. An express event. All right. The White Sox won two games in a row. Yep. And I'm bought in. Are That's you? That's all I got. Top of the ninth. Sox up 6 4 to the Twins right now. White Sox Holy two games shit. in a row. They win two games on walk offs, one of which I didn't end up seeing, as you know. See? I really hope to get a winning streak going. It's looking like currently it'll happen. Don't want to jinx it, obviously. 4 and 12 away, 5 and 9 at home, 9 and 21 on the season. Do I believe Mike absolutely fucking not, but hey, this is the way to do it. Eventually you got to start winning games if you're going to get me to believe again. Hey Vince, I don't know if you paid attention today, but Liam Hendricks had a press conference saying that he was coming back. So yeah. You should believe. Lucky you, brother. You should believe. I'm excited. You should so believe because he also stated that he was playing with lymphoma last season he originally got diagnosed with stage four which is so much do scarier. you think that's why he was celebrating the way he was after he closed out a game against the tigers could have been maybe you were you just a dick who would have known you were just being an asshole <laughs> anyways people <laughs> if you know the pod Love if it. you know the deal you should follow it you should like it and then not only that, but you should rate it because five stars is the way to go. Now, if we could give you 10 to rate us, we would, but yes. we can't. So it is what it is, but we'll just take what we get. Now, with all that, shave your face with Henson shaving. It's a great product. And then not only that, but you got a grandfather. Call him. He's a good dude. He is. If he's not, I'm sorry. But at the end of the day, <laughs> he likes sports, right? There's not a lot and of things going on right now. Give him a ring. There's not a ton going on right now. What you are you doing to not give him a ring? Hey, we got a podcast for you. What's a podcast, he might say. You'd be like, it's a radio show. Yeah. Right? So this is something you do with your grandfather together that'll bring you closer. That's all I got. Do it. Right? That's all I got. And then, of course, next week, we'll see you again. Have a good one, people. P.
Peace.